0: I don't even know. Uh, I, I don't like she's like, like a mix of the movie Clueless and like Mean <laughs> don't Girls.
1: Me that movie. I love that movie.
0: It's like Clueless means Mean <laughs> Girls meets like a horror movie. But Kirsten Cinema, who, I mean, I'm, by the way, right now speaking with some Arizona activists to try and set up an interview with them so we could get from the activists who have been trying to get her to respond to them for like years Uh, uh, So we could, you know, have their voice. Another thing status quo does actually does interview with human beings and activists and community members. So stay tuned for that. But Kirsten Sinema, you know, for some reason, Jen, the media kind of buries the story. I saw one article on The New York Times about all the money that she was taking in real time from these business groups, big pharma. That is the story. And David Sirota and his group have done a good job on that. She is literally more even more than Manchin, I think, blocking this whole thing as she hoards, hoards, like stuffing her face with big pharma money, money, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, other business lobbying groups. Uh, who knows? Maybe she doesn't want to run for reelection. Maybe she just wants to, you know, ride off into the sunset and be a lobbyist or, or something. Maybe she wants to go on a winery. Who the hell knows? But.
1: I think it's worth mentioning that her team said, oh, she she hurt her foot this past weekend, so she had to go back to Arizona. Well, it was very soon revealed that she, in fact, instead had a fundraiser to attend, as she has often uh, lately, um, specifically with groups that are very much against this uh, reconciliation bill. Right,
0: so uh, frankly, activists in Arizona have had enough Uh, you got progressive activists, you got, uh, you know, obviously immigration activists. So they tried to confront her. Um, I don't, Jen, do you know what, where this was? What building?
1: Um, that is a great question. I can look into that. I, I don't know the building, but, but, uh...
0: okay. So they confronted her. Uh, I don't know she's a public servant. I mean, it's her job to answer these people. Uh So let's watch, uh you know, obviously she wouldn't answer. So they had to follow her into a more private setting. Colin, <laughs> if you could play.
2: Escucha, estamos en la lucha. How are you guys doing? bill, grab the, uh, the bill, bill back, You guys have been back asked to guys need to leave the property. Okay. Let's
3: Go ahead and get moving next time. Go ahead and that way. We'll be back, we'll be back, we'll be back,
2: we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. So back. We'll be back. Can we do a, a trespass warning? stand and come back? Okay, I'll be back. Senator, so we want to talk to you real quick. Want talk to you real quick? Hi, actually, I am heading out. But um, right now is a real moment that our people need in order for us to be able to talk about what's really happening. We need a Build Back Better plan right now we we knocked on worker, doors we need solutions to build that better plan we have the solutions that we need we knocked on doors for you to get you elected and just how we got you elected we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us we need seven million citizenship for seven million we need the build that
4: better plan right now my name
2: is blanca i was brought here to the united states when i was three years old and in 2010, my grandparents both got deported because of SB 1070. And I'm here because I definitely believe that we need this pathway to citizenship. My grandfather passed away two weeks ago and I was not able to go to Mexico and visit him because there is no pathway to citizenship. And if we have the opportunity to pass it right now, then we need to do it because there's millions of undocumented people just like me who share the same story or even worse things that happen to them because of SB 1070. And because of anti-immigrant legislation, and this is the opportunity to pass it right now, and we need you to—we need to hold you accountable to what you told us, what you promised us, that you were going to pass when we knocked on doors for you. It's not right. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor of human trafficking, and it's because of the lack of worker protections that we don't have in the gig economy. I need you to stand by workers, lots of people
0: who are like me who became homeless. And- I'll start with you, Jen, because, you know, uh, some, some people will say, uh, you know, invasion of privacy, following a woman into the bathroom, blah, 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 blah. What do you, you think of that?
1: Well, first of all, they would not have had to follow her into the bathroom if she was willing to speak at all, ever, anywhere. She's uh, now famously or infamous, infamously mum on what she wants. Joe Manchin is more vocal. He's on, you know, he does interviews. Uh, cinema is c- very quiet, unless, seemingly, unless she's in a room with donors. So I completely understand why these activists had to follow her into the bathroom. Um, And I also want to say that this uh, Blanca, so this is from the the Lucha group. So this is Lucha underscore AZ. Uh, And this is the group that is doing a lot of of activism around this and uh, and, and protesting cinema activism around trying to get cinema to do the right thing uh, for the people. And they were kind enough to give us permission to, to use uh, their footage. So this, they had tweeted, Breaking Blanca, an Arizona immigrant youth confronts at Senator Cinema inside her classroom where she teaches at ASU, Arizona State University. And this was the young lady who said, in 2010, both my grandparents got deported because of SB 1070. My grandfather passed away two weeks ago, and I wasn't able to go to Mexico because there is no pathway to citizenship. And that's just one of the the stories uh, or voices that you heard on that. Um, and, you know, it's, <laughs> for example, Ted Cruz... Um, Lackey, or former Lackey, and potentially more, if you recall some of the some 2016 gossip, Amanda Carpenter tweeted, Protesters followed cinema into a bathroom to film themselves confronting her. This is over the line, gross, unnecessary, and counterproductive. Get a grip. So... <laughs> I, you know, quote tweeted her and I said, Is that what's gross? Or is what's gross being a senator who's willing to let people die and suffer so she can stuff her own pockets? Um, and that's honestly how I feel. Like, if Senator Sinema was willing to speak to her constituents, if she'd said, Hold on, I'm going to use the restroom, then I will come out and speak to you. Sure, that's one thing. If she was willing to speak to, other Democrats in Congress, um, okay, that's one thing. She's she's not. She's being quiet and only focusing on her donors and not the people. So I think that that's just, uh, you know, case in point of effective protesting. Um, and now it's gone viral. That, that clip of her in the bathroom has been seen over four million times.
0: I, I don't... I... I, it's not that I, I'm against what they did. I mean, I don't really give a shit if she goes into the bathroom to eat, whatever. I mean, you as a senator are literally making decisions to deprive people of education, uh, health care, um, paid family leave, um, you know, free community college, um, massive money and affordable housing. Um, I mean, we can, the, the, the climate proposals in that deal, Arizona is being h- severely impacted by the climate catastrophe. Uh, so I would say that's kind of more less civil uh, than, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say like a man go follow her into the bathroom. But yeah, female constituents following her into the bathroom. I mean, you're not there was no violence. Um, and of course, the corporate media freaks out and says, oh, this is uncivil and, you know, against norms and blah, 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 blah.
1: They were um, literally on mainstream media. They were like, we can't show you this footage because it's an invasion of privacy. And it's like, okay, right. what what is really important here? Just right. like
0: they can't report on the, you know, flood of money that Kirsten Sinema uh, and others are getting, which we have a clip actually I want to show on that in a little bit. But they, they can't be bothered to report on that. Uh, how much money these people are taking, which are bribes. They're legal bribes they're taking. That's the story. These people are blocking, in some cases, life-saving legislation, in other cases, life-improving legislation, uh, because they're bought off and they're and they're corrupt. I mean, they're not moderate. They're corrupt. Yeah, I think we could play that clip because it's nauseating. So I hope you guys are not it, on an empty stomach. Right. Here, is, <laughs> here is CNN's, um, what is he, independent mm-hmm. Michael Spurconish, uh, he's independent. Um, she's independent. Uh, here's him on
4: why mansion and cinema are the heroes. Senators Mansion and cinema the problem or the solution. I'm Michael Smirkanish in Philadelphia. It's been a roller coaster of a week in Washington as Democrats tried to advance a 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill passed with bipartisan support and a more ambitious 3.5 trillion dollar expansion of the societal safety net that lacks a single Republican supporter. In the end, Speaker Pelosi, having given problem solvers her word, still couldn't deliver a vote. There are 535 members of Congress, but two held the most sway. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Senator Kirsten Cinema of Arizona. The political game of chicken between House progressives and moderates was actually dependent upon these two senators whose votes are needed for the larger package to get through the Senate via reconciliation, which requires every single Democratic vote plus Vice President Kamala Harris. Manchin released a statement earlier in the week, and he said this, I can't support $3.5 trillion more in spending when we have already spent $5.4 trillion since last March. At some point, all of us, regardless of party, must ask the simple question, how much is enough? What I have made clear to the president and Democratic leaders is that spending trillions more on new and expanded government programs when we can't even pay for the essential social programs like Social Security and Medicare is the definition of fiscal insanity. Cinema held her cards closer to the vest, tweeting that in August, she had shared her detailed concerns and priorities, including dollar figures, with President Biden and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Here's an indication of her importance. This week, Biden and his aides met with cinema four times in one day. For their attempts to grapple with the actual numbers and cost, both cinema and Manchin incurred the wrath of the party's more progressive elements. But Manchin and cinema are deserving of our praise, not our criticism. Their refusal to simply fall in line and instead exhibit some independence is both a rarity in Washington and a reflection of their diverse constituencies. First of all, first of all,
0: he mentioned the problem solvers. You know, um, Pelosi had agreed to a vote with the problem solvers. He's talking about the problem solvers caucus, which is a bunch of corporatist Republicans within the Democratic Party who are all bought off by big pharma, uh, big banks, big oil, Silicon Valley, They're not problem solvers, they are problem puppets. That's who they are. So again, this guy, and there's key words he uses. So first he extols the problem solvers who are not solving any problems, they are solving threats on behalf of corporations and the powerful. Then he said, mansion and cinema should be praised for their independence. Well, what's independent? What is independent about what they're doing? You think they're independent, Michael Smirkanish? You don't think it's relevant to mention the hoard of money that they are taking from big pharma, from um, big banks, coal, Joe Manchin? You don't think it's relevant to mention that Joe Manchin has made nearly $5 million in his 10 years as a senator from the coal company that he founded and another $1 to $5 million Additional in stock options from those from that coal company. This is the independence you're talking about. This is why I keep saying, folks, you need to protest the corporate media. They are seventy-five percent of the problem. They are who continually brainwashes, frankly, mostly older voters, excluding our wonderful older voters here, because not all older voters are naive, and uh, you know, buying this bullshit. They are who brainwash the older people to keep going and voting for Hillary Clinton, Obama, and Biden. That's, that's it. That's who brainwashes older people who are the predominant audience on cable news, who, frankly, are the predominant demographic, reading the New York Times and the Washington Post, to think that these are not actually corrupt, evil people, but independent people, problem solvers, courageous. It is absolute brainwashing, and propaganda. And the other thing is, when he mentioned, oh, well, Manchin has to be this way, Trump won West Virginia by 30-something points. Yeah, well, we've been to West Virginia, and we're gonna play some clips from that when we switch the topic to Manchin. Uh, Bernie won every county in West Virginia in 2016, every county. So some, you know, some would say, oh, it's because he was running against Hillary. You don't win every county in a state because they just want to vote against your opponent. Bernie won every county because the people in West Virginia loved what Bernie was sell- selling. They, they love it because West Virginia, as recently as 10 years ago, had been a Democratic state for a century. West Virginia only recently moved to the right, in large part. And we're going to play this clip soon because people like Joe Manchin has helped elevate Republicans in West Virginia. West Virginia is an old you know, um, blue-collar, union, labor state. They are economically populist. They might be culturally conservative on abortion and those kind of things, but economically, they are a populist citizenry. And part of why Trump was so popular in West Virginia, he was pushing a lot of the same things Bernie was economically. It's just that Bernie meant it, and Trump was full of shit. So it's it's not only the 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 direct propaganda, like the problem solvers and, oh, they're independent. The other thing is none of these people do any reporting. So how would they know? He just assumes, well, Trump won West Virginia by 30-something points, so it's clearly a conservative state. Well, maybe if you got off your fucking ass, Michael Spurconish, and went to do any reporting in West Virginia, you would find out that most people in West Virginia support the 3.5 3.5 trillion reconciliation deal. I don't like using the term build back better because it's a bullshit slogan and doesn't mean anything. It's just whatever slogan Biden's you know corporate consultants put in his head during the primary. So that is 110% propaganda. It is lies, it is nonsense. You should not praise people who are depriving the people they're supposed to represent of healthcare, of education, uh, uh, she has not done anything for the Dreamers in Arizona, even though she ran on doing stuff for the Dreamers in Arizona. Um, she is depriving people of affordable housing, which there's a lot of money for that, in the $3.5 trillion reconciliation deal. Universal pre-K, paid family leave. That's not independent. That's corrupt. And he is an asshole. Sorry, Jen.
1: No, absolutely. I, I of course, ag- agree um, I think it also has to be said that uh, Kirsten Cinema's personal income has dramatically skyrocketed since she's become a sender. And so, as we track her movement away from Green Party, away from leading protests for the people, we have to look at how her bank account has been affected, and it's very uh, clear at this point, that it's been affected in a way that she's not, uh, you know, lobbying for the people. She's she's not fighting for the, the people at all. I also want to point out that when on these mainstream shows, Smirconish or NPR or PBS or CNN or MSNBC, whatever, So and, and even uh, starting from the... You know, starting from Congress, starting from the Senate, uh, they're using the number, the dollar figure, right? The $3.5 trillion. So I think it's interesting also to kind of track how and why they do this when the Congressional Budget Office comes up with these figures of of what things are going to cost and what things are going to do and and how it all kind of rolls together financially, that's then taken by uh, opponents of certain legislation. That's taken by mainstream media sources, et cetera, to shoot things down that help the people. Um, So if truly people in Congress, in the Senate, um, in the mainstream media wanted legislation that benefits the people. They would focus on what the bill contains, on, on what this reconciliation bill contains, on what the infrastructure bill contains. They don't.
0: But I want to play this clip because Ryan made a really smart point, And this is really the elephant in the room. It is you'll never see it uttered by Michael Smirkanish. You'll never see it talked about on CNN. But I asked Ryan, "Why is there no mention of the money that these people are legally taking bribes?" And that's the reason they are blocking this. And Ryan made a good point. Let's play it. It just seems to me at this point it is just so absurd that the media is reporting about Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema like moderates. They just you know they're they're just dealing with a conservative state. I haven't, I barely heard anything that cinema just raised almost a million dollars from big pharma and dark money. I think David Sirota and others broke that. Uh, Intercept just broke a pretty big story that Manchin has made 4.5 million from this coal company while he's been a senator. I think another, whatever, between 1 million and 5 million in stock options. Like this isn't like a little finger, like a little uh, finger note in the story. This is, instrumental to why is it they are blocking this, and you see no mention of this. Uh, I think you guys also covered the fact that three House Democrats, I, I just call them Republicans, they're they are blocking the lower uh, lowering drug prices, and they're getting all this money, like not over their career, like right now. So I don't know, you're a reporter there. Is this just like, do the do the people at CNN and MSNBC just think this is unimportant, or it's designed not to talk about those things?
3: Mainstream reporters think it's rude. Oh. Like it's they think it's they think it's impolite. It's untoward to talk, to talk about, about, about money
0: in politics.
3: That sort of thing, because it, you're besmirching somebody's good character. What are you What are you suggesting by this? In Manchin got asked yesterday about his coal company. Uh, for the first time, really, by a, a Capitol Hill uh, reporter, uh, and it was a really tense exchange. The um, mansion said, "Look, it's it's in a blind trust, which is absurd. Right. Um, it's a company. just like
0: just like Trump's like, money was in a blind trust, yeah.
3: right? It's it's still a Trump organization. Like you know what you own. It's not like a mutual right. fund that you're and and you're just allowing your broker to like buy and sell stocks. Like it's a coal company." like we you know what it does and the and the reporter said well, you still get dividends from it and manchin's like said i don't want to hear you know what i don't want to hear anything about it and, and the reporter said well your son still owns it right he's the president and ceo and uh, manchin told him you best you best change the subject wow like just straight up bet you best change the subject uh so he's so basically he's,
0: the 500,000 pound elephant in the room if they dare bring it up they're they're scolded and basically, they're afraid for loss of access. I would assume.
3: Um, some could be, yeah, or also just a loss of prestige among colleagues. Like, right? Like, oh, this it, it brands you as an unserious, uh, you know, uh, type of person. I
0: think what he described is the issue, and it goes back to what I've been saying: How come there is no protest against corporate media outlets? So these reporters, because they're all very, very wealthy, and they probably, in their bones, probably think, "Oh no, I mean that's just that's just poppycock." Um, they're not, you know, yeah, they take money, but they're not like making decisions based on that money, because like these people are wealthy, these reporters, are wealthy. and they like the Senate and and these kind of things. They live in their own. These journalists, um, well there's norms and there's civility, and we don't want to suggest that, you know, these people might be not on the up and up and might be corrupt. Well, what do you call it during a major uh, budget battle that Kristen Sinema is pausing to do fundraisers in DC and in Arizona with major business lobbying groups trying to kill the bill? What would you call that? That's about as corrupt and and bribery as it comes. so I wanted to play that Ryan Grimm clip because then let's fast forward to the brave Bloomberg reporter. I mean, that's an oxymoron. Colin, if you have those tweets, a reporter from Bloomberg actually dared to ask Joe uh, Joe Manchin about the money that he is making from coal and whether that's influencing things. And boy, was that a no-no for a reporter to ask Joe Dare? Ask Joe Manchin about the blinking red light corruption as to why he is blocking healthcare, education affordable housing climate proposals free community college and many other things colin if you could show that tweet here so uh mansion asked by ari natter of bloomberg whether an energy company he founded um whether an energy company company he founded is a conflict of interest as he negotiates reconciliation mansion I've been, it's been in a blind trust for 20 years. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, my son owns it now. My son runs it. I don't know what they're doing though. Ari, uh, you're still getting dividends. Mansion, you got a problem? What is this, a duel? Uh, You got the next one, Colin? So the reporter asked them, uh, is you being, making millions and millions of dollars from your coal company have anything to do with you trying to kill climate provisions? He says, oh, I don't know anything about that. Oh, you got a problem? Uh, Ari Nader, regarding the energy company Manchin founded, your son still owns it, doesn't he? Manchin, you do best to change the subject. You do best to change the subject, meaning that could mean a lot of things. Uh, I don't believe Manchin is going to hit the Bloomberg reporter over the head with a two by four. Uh, I don't believe that. But will he be calling Bloomberg to shun this reporter for daring to ask him about his clear – it's not even a conflict of interest. This is corruption. You are literally – Intercept broke this. Joe, Joe Manchin has made $4.5 million over 10 years as a senator from this coal company and another, another $1 to $5 million in stock options. Yet – He's talking about, well, no, it's just it's just about the debt. we can't do this bill. Oh, it's just about you know, fiscal insanity. we can't do this bill. The infrastructure deal, this bipartisan infrastructure deal that the media has like made into this magical thing. it's really five hundred billion dollars. It's not one point two trillion, and it's really privatization on steroids. It's not even at all close to what we need financially for infrastructure in this country. but. That got watered down from $2 trillion to $500 billion in new new money by Manchin and cinema, and these other people. And what got stripped, what got taken out, Jen? The climate proposals that were in it. So there you see Ryan Grimm takes us behind the scenes saying, yeah, no, it's considered rude. You're not considered a serious journalist if you dare, dare mention the legal bribes that they're taking. And then a reporter dares ask, dares ask Joe Manchin. And by the way, he was only asking directly about his coal company. He wasn't asking about all the money he takes from other coal companies and fossil fuckers. Uh, And that reporter sure got a lashing. And this is why I've said, Jen, this is why older people who generally vote, generally are the dominant age group, watching CNN, MSNBC, reading the New York Times, the Washington Post. This is why they're brainwashed. This is why they're complacent. This is why they continually vote for, well, it's better than nothing candidates and you know, enjoy your crumbs, gener- uh, millennials and generate Gen-, Gen Z or whatever the hell it is, uh, mm-hmm. because there is no reporting on the corruption, barely any reporting on the corruption. I'm not a big, you know, we're not copacetic these days, but one of the reasons I gravitated to Jank and the Young Turks in the first place, back then they were the only people talking about this. They were only, only people talking about money in politics and corruption in politics. I don't really know what the hell they're talking about now. It's other things. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, this isn't even the elephant in the room. This is the stampede in the room that they are legally taking bribes in exchange for destroying the planet, um, depriving, in this case, older people of health expanded health care, uh, depriving parents of free pre-K, depriving families of paid family leave. For what? for these coal companies, in Cinema's case, you know, who the hell knows? She probably, it doesn't even seem, Jen, that she wants to rerun. sounds to me she wants one of these business people to buy her a few wineries that she could go drink at and maybe run. Um, Uh, It's just disgusting. And kudos to that Bloomberg reporter. I don't know if he got a talking to after that, but we need to see a lot more of this and we need to see activists and protesters shaming the corporate media essentially for hiding this level of corruption.
1: I don't think people realize how bad it's gotten as far as the, the landscape for Zoomers and younger, and the landscape for millennials and even Gen X. Uh, when you think about all of the changes that have been brought about over recent decades, uh, including, and maybe even especially, with the media under Bill Clinton, Now we have a media that is so in tune with itself and corporate profits that there's no incentive for them to report the truth. It's been dramatically condensed, or it was dramatically condensed under Clinton. um, And income inequality has just gotten (laughs) to insane levels. And I don't think the the vast majority of people realize that or recognize that. what the 99% is earning versus what the top 1% and even the top 1% of the 1% is earning is insane compared to what the the average everyday person is earning. This is something that Bernie Sanders highlighted throughout his campaigns, but I, I think it deserves to be emphasized over and over again. That is what The media companies and the politicians, uh, those that are, you know, in the pocket of lobbyists and corporations, that's what they're fighting against, is the people realizing this.